0: Welcome back to DM Nastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I am DM Neil, aka Jope Maniac, and with me today is the host of Tabletop babble from the don't split the podcast is that right or do you say podcast twice
1: no that is correct don't split the podcast podcast network would be a url far too long okay (laughs) and it's far too long as it is but yeah yeah i'm happy to be here thank you so much for having me again neil i always love to lift with you here in the mind gym
0: yes you are my swole mate
1: (laughs) I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. This is uh this is super exciting. We got a super, super exciting topic today.
0: Definitely. So we're gonna tie back to episode number 87, Zeros to Hero 1, which featured Eliza Grant, who used to work for Dungeons and Dragons.
1: What? What is that? Is that a game?
0: Well, okay. Well, this is gonna have to start back <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> Long ago, in a distant <laughs>
1: land. <laughs> there was a guy named Gary Gygax. <laughs> there was a Gygax. <laughs>
0: so for this one, we're also going to tie it back to gymnastics number 73, Turning Zeros into Heroes. Mm. Which took me longer to set up than most of the ones that I do because <laughs> I had to find very, very specific style of pictures to add to this one because essentially it's finding an image that shows the progression of a character. In the end, yeah. it was essentially a lot of stuff from video games because that's often a marketing tool that they show like this is where you start, this is the middle, this is the end. Namely, it's just getting cooler stuff. But mm-hmm. that that's where I ended up finding all of these images.
1: Well, and you also had to find the youtube music video of the hit disney hercules song zero to hero um which is that
0: was the easy part yeah
1: Yeah, it is the best song from Hercules, make no doubt. But yeah, yeah, these are actually some awesome images that you found. And it makes me think of back in the old 3.5 days, if you had the epic level handbook, Mm. it was images of the characters from the player's handbook, but all epicked out, right? You know, so you had Krusk, only what did he look like as a level 20 plus barbarian and all of those great, Hennet the Sorcerer with his weird belt outfit, That was just belts up to his chest
0: that's right
1: yeah yeah and he you know he was there with hyun stones sort of flying around his head and everything it was really really cool to see and that's what all of these images made me think of only you've got also the steps in between too right so we've got the you know low level equipment version all the way on the left and then all the way on the right we've got the super powerful they look more jacked but they've also got way way better equipment than they did which is great
0: Yeah, which I mean, it it is a great visual representation, what I think a lot of players strive for. While there is, of course, story elements that they want, like, if they look the same as the first guy through the entire thing, maybe the game will be fulfilling, but I think it'll be more <laughs> fulfilling if they look like the last guy by the end.
1: Sure, yeah, you've got you've got somewhere to go, and, you know, I think it, w- one of the things that's interesting is the bulk all of these characters acquire as they uh, go from left to right, you know, like they all start with so much less st- And then by the end, they have amazing, huge armor and huge staves and weapons and all kinds of great stuff. So it's it's fun to see just how much stuff they acquire, because to me, that is part of D&D, too. Like, a first-level character has nothing under the equipment section on the character sheet. And then by the end, you've got all this—more things than you realized you had, typically. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot I had those 30 flasks of alchemist fire, right? So— fun the
0: dm reminded you when you fell over though and they all exploded that's right Cool. So which one from the forum did you want to highlight?
1: So I want to highlight Blake Ryan, who is a great person. He is True. always active in the community on various social networks and things. And Blake chose image number five, which is this progression of a magic user who seems to even start very young and gets older, like has no beard, fresh faced at the time that he starts. And then by the end, Not only does he have a long, luxurious old man beard, but he has become something else almost entirely. He's got a weird bug leg. He's got like a hunchback that (laughs) looks like it has horns coming out of his hunchback as well as his head. He's got all kinds of, you know, magic staves and stuff. He's got bugs crawling all over him. And one of the reasons I like this one so much is that I thought as a DM, it was a great way to see Zero to Hero how an NPC could start out one way and go the other and you know become something much older so if you're playing a long campaign this is a great way to seed in a villain down the lines maybe they start as an ally young and fresh-faced with the characters skip ahead 20 years now they're you know a crazy old man necromancer
0: i think my favorite piece of this is that if you look at the final image hanging off of his staff is what looks like almost like an action figure of exactly what he looked like in the very first image
1: right yeah it's So bizarre Yeah And that's a Really nice detail The artist who made this DKZ Really knows What they are doing Here Yeah I do love that little detail And so Blake tells the story Of Markoth The warlock To the great old one You know Which is like a a Warlock to Cthulhu Basically Finds this ancient Tome in a library And he uses it To start to begin To gain Arcane power Eventually Right He gains this Dagger of venom and a serpent staff, and then you know, he's giving each level sort of what, what, where is he at this level? So then, at seventh level, um, he sacrifices his apprentice, and this is when you can start to see, like, oh, this is starting to take a dark turn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he does this in exchange for power and ancient secrets and that's when he is blessed with a weird insect leg and a second heart so I love that added detail of like it's not just happening you know on the outside this character is experiencing changes within their own body as well as within their, their psyche and, and you're starting to get that. Blake goes on to say right at 11th level he's made several trips into the Feywild gathered cult followers some of them are yuan and then at 5th 15th level, the cult has worked their mischief in two cities and three towns. However, now Paladin Orders and a dwarf clan are hunting Markoth. Uh, finally, at 20th level, where we have this great image. Even though his cult has been rooted out, Markov has a remaining four followers that travel between the plains and they attack various religious leaders and seek out artifacts for bizarre rituals, still trying presumably to increase their power. And I love that because this really does suggest, this series of images really does suggest a person who is seeking power at all costs. Their body becomes more deformed. They start to, you know, they lose an eye at one point. They, they're they letting their hygiene go to waste, all for the sake of more power. So uh, Blake Ryan, big shout out. This is a great evocative story to go along with this picture.
0: Yeah, and it's another cool way, and you had kind of alluded to it, to keep the story of this NPC progressing, regardless of how the pcs interact with them
1: mm-hmm. and they yeah. could essentially
0: interact with him at any point during this and these are the steps that they've taken and you know and it could be the recurring villain where they're able to get away and then that's their story continues as the pcs level up until they are a threat that needs to be handled
1: totally right and i could see like you know the their first interaction with this guy maybe they're they're going to investigate the murder of his apprentice and they find out that he did it, but at that point, he's retreated into the Feywild. And then, you know, a few sessions later, comes back from the Feywild now with his cult of Yuanti. Like, so there's a lot of fun to be had, I think, with the story progression and how you can weave pieces in and out of the story of a character like this. Definitely. So uh, what about you, Neil? What was your favorite entry from the forums?
0: So I want to give a shout out to Zenith, who told the tale and truly told the tale of Novik Nimbleheart, the halfling. The image is pretty simple. It's got what looks like a halfling squire. And then by the end, it is a halfling knight of the highest esteem, a laurel hilt, like a swan shaped helmet on top and decked out from head to toe. I won't really go through what they've presented, because it is long and amazing.
1: Yes, very dense, but a great read, right?
0: Yeah, go check it out. And it's not even just part of the story. Like, they've written probably hundreds and hundreds of words about the story of the progression of Novik. And I think it's also a cool example... The two working in conjunction with each other. Like when I present the idea of a DMnastics, how it's interpreted is really interesting to me as well. You know, Blake's you know taking the whole thing step by step in this almost NPC feel, and then Zenith just taking it to heart and really telling the story of this character almost from like the background perspective of, of a PC that started at a little bit higher level. So definitely head over to the forums and check this one out because it is awesome.
1: Yeah, I love this one a lot and I love the picture a lot because you really go from almost a picture of what looks like a squire, right? Like his sword looks like it's wooden in this first picture. He's got his little emblem is like stitched on in rough patches. And then by the end he just is this amazing knight that is you know the the total opposite. And he really took this and and ran with it. And I think is a fun way to show like how you could always start with a character who almost seems like they're there for comic relief or humor, and by the end of a campaign have them really have grown into something else. Like, imagine if the funny little squire who's, like, plucky and and swears to the characters they're gonna be an adventurer someday, and everybody will know their name saves their butt at the end of the campaign. You know, that's really fun, I think. So, and the other thing, like, I really do love the progression of this symbol. I think that the symbol really tells you a lot about this character, right? That they they first it's this rough patchwork, almost uh, looks like a cross, right? Yeah. And then in the next, they have it more emblazoned, looks more professionally done on their tunic and then in the final image, they have it all over themselves. So it's obvious in all of the pictures, this is A constant in this character's life. This god or this order or whatever has always been important to this character, so much so that they felt they needed to pay homage even when they couldn't afford a nice holy symbol or artistic rendering of whatever this symbol is, which is cool. Awesome.
0: So, the next thing we're going to do, of course, is lift the mental weights right now.
1: I like it. Let's do it. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Let's lift some lift some weights, sir. Have um, you heard
0: the hilarious bumper that I put in there now? Because Morgan said there should be one.
1: Oh, that, yes, yes. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. So I, uh, I am a big fan and I'm a big fan of Morgan, you know? Agreed. He's pretty much the best. There is, Neil. And that is why, actually, I want to talk to you about Morgan the Mighty. Yes. (laughs) so Morgan the Mighty if you're uh, on the forums it's picture number four which is this sort of barbarian looking three picture progression starts out with a guy who's like a gladiator and then moves on he's got better armor and and a bigger axe and then his final image is you know he's got this big horned helm this enormous almost champion world wrestling championship girdle kind of belt across his midsection big big boots and just an axe that looks like it is impossible to swing for a normal human. And uh, so Morgan the Mighty is here and uh, he's a gladiator. And that's sort of how the story goes is he started out, he thought it would be real flashy to use two axes and got started later in life uh, as a gladiator because he was an old soldier. And when he came back from the war... Uh, didn't know what to do to pay his bills, so he took to the arena. Ooh, awesome. And yeah, yeah, he started to gain fame and recognition, and eventually, as his armor got heavier, the more he could afford, uh, he moved to a more brutal style of fighting with just one two-handed axe rather than two one-handed axes Mm -hmm. because... He wanted to be able to dish out more damage, and he found that was more effective. The heavier his armor got, the harder it got to wield two different weapons at the same time. So he settled on really big hits with one weapon, and now he is Morgan the Mighty, champion of the people. Uh, And uh, the skull helm that he wears actually comes from one of his battles, uh in where he fought a summoner who summoned a great balor and now he uses the balor's skull as his helmet
0: that is awesome yeah i want to be that guy or at least meet that guy
1: i know so do i <laughs> uh so uh so how about you what about what did you want to lift with
0: Well, I mean, I really like that one, especially giving that grizzled old veteran style and then helping them progress because I feel like a lot of us are conditioned to think of younger characters going on quests and like that's where they're starting out. But I mean, you start at any age in life and in gaming. I don't know. I was trying to be motivational. (laughs) If it motivated you good, if it didn't, that's fine too. But I think it's super cool to have like that grizzled old grizzled veteran, especially when they trying to think of what would make it. So they were forced to be a gladiator.
1: Mmm. I mean there's always right most gladiators were slaves um historically speaking they were they were prisoners of war who were then forced to fight granted fantasy worlds it, it's different right like in Skyrim or not in Skyrim in Oblivion you can just go and fight for yourself cuz you want to
0: mm-hmm. which is literally the first thing I would do in the game I'd get <laughs> out of the sewers I would fast travel to the arena I would defeat the arena and then I would realize later that I've not done enough for the main quest and never never finished it because it got too hard. Because it scales with your level and I made bad choices and didn't do any of
1: it. But it makes sense. I did the exact same thing, by the way. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I totally, you know, I think this idea that people are prisoners of war who are then forced to fight makes perfect sense to me. Because if this is a form of entertainment in a society, and then you're going out and capturing soldiers... That's a great way to capitalize on the skills those soldiers have is to force them to fight each other for the entertainment of others, right? So that idea, I think, to me, makes sense. The other reason could be if somebody is doing it for money, they could be forced into it because they're, they're down on their luck or because the mob boss who runs the gladiatorial arena, you know, is threatening their their family or loved ones or that sort of thing. Like, there's all kinds of ways you can force a person to fight if you wanted to. If, from a fantasy perspective, that is. In real life, I do not recommend
0: gladiatorial
1: <laughs> combat as a profession or exploitation ring.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's also good advice. So, for the one I wanted to do is actually number seven, because... <laughs> It's the monk. We're already laughing because of what I wrote on the forums, but it's the monk from Diablo 3. And I wrote that it looks like DM Main Prize. And it does. If you know what he looks like and you go see this image, you will realize that it is probably, in fact, that DM Main Prize stood in for the artist on this one.
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally. It is the the spitting image, I would say, of DM main prize for sure. <laughs> but
0: I love the first image because it's, or the first piece of this image, because it really is, does look like a starting character. Almost that this monk could easily be on the battlefield or in a temple. Like mm. there's almost no differentiation between the attire. But then by the end, they're just covered in like this crazy armor on their, on their arms that Like, that's all it covers. So all I can think is that it just is made of clay or something like that and just gives them exponentially more power. And it also makes me think of really cool ways to give a monk something that would make them look cooler because i feel like that's a difficult thing sometimes in games where you know they can't wear armor or they can't wear usually you know, so have small magical items but mm-hmm. like using this as inspiration i would i mean i'd love to have someone play a monk in one of my games now so that i could kind of give better descriptive ways on how they look super cool where instead of just a guy just a guy in <laughs> a loincloth still
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, I often think that that's like part of the appeal of the monk, that the monk always looks like an unsuspecting uh, individual, but now that I see these pictures, I'm like, oh, but your monk could also look like he has amazing robot arms, you know, and that's that's what it seems like. Like these big stone arms that right where the, the elbow joint is, they have these big plates mm-hmm. that give the impression that like when he winds up for a punch, it can add more power like Matt Damon in that movie with the weird suit that he gets attached to him know what I'm talking about Elysium yes Elysium that's the one yeah you know it, it has that feel almost to me of like it's not just armor it's enhancing the strength of this character who fights only using his fists uh, in this case brother main prize of the order of the clay fist
0: <laughs> of the order of Matt Damon
1: that's right <laughs> <laughs> I like it
0: cool well sir I think we have done it once again
1: Yeah, I am exhausted and I need some Gatorade to get back my electrolytes.
0: Definitely. But before you do that, you should tell people where they can now go and find you and all the cool stuff you do.
1: Yes. So the best way to keep up with everything I'm doing is to go to my blog, worldbuilderblog.com.
0: Any award-winning blog.
1: <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. I post links to pretty much everything that I am doing there. Uh, or you can follow me on Twitter at James J-A-M-E-S-I-N-T-R-O-C-A-S-O. Or you can find out about the podcast network that I own with Rudy Basso. That is don'tsplitthepodcastnetwork.com. You can also just go to don'tsplitthepodcasts.com. And you can find all of the great podcasts we're doing there right now. Tabletop Babble is one that I host where we just talk about RPGs. It's great. And then Rudy Basso hosts Game O'Clock, which he does a deep dive into a genre of video games Every month, And we also have Have Spellbook Will Travel, which is a fantasy comedy radio play. And finally, new to the network is the DM's Deep Dive with Mike Shea. Mm -hmm. It is a monthly Twitch show that is similar to the DM's block in that he has a guest and they dive deep into a single topic. But then they take questions from the audience. So it'll be a podcast, but it'll also be live on Twitch so that they can take people's questions and answer them. Definitely.
0: So if you wanted to send us an email, you could always do that at dmnastics at gmail.com. Or if you wanted to follow us on Twitter, it's at dmnastics, where you can check out all of our daily dmnastics if you just can't get enough of the weekly ones on the forum and the episodes. And for everything else on the network, you can head over to blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. But First and foremost, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums and take part in these challenges and exercises, as well as the other conversations being
1: had. So, Neil. Yes. I want to encourage people to head on over to those forums you mentioned and try some de Do you know why? Why? So your players don't ask, do you even lift? Oh, I could barely lift my right arm because I did so many. I don't know if you heard me counting. I did over a thousand. Just watch out for the guns. They'll get you. (laughs)